I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Management Minute Home Team Podcast, the podcast for those outcasts working at home during this global pandemic. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. Our goal is to make working at home work for you. My name is Scott Hammond. I'm a professor of management, a consultant, and an author. And since work has changed for a lot of us, this podcast is aimed at providing some good ideas about how to keep working and how to keep working as a team. I was just talking to a software engineer about how his work is going. Now, it's changed a little bit, but it's harder than ever, according to him. And why is it so hard? Well, he says the work has stayed, but 20% of his workforce is gone. If you're one of those people who's in that missing department, your work has gone, or if you know somebody who's been hit by job loss, then this podcast is for you. What do you do now, you're asking yourself? Well, In the first podcast about unemployment, the one before this one, we talked about the psychological difficulties of unemployment. It's an attack on your identity, right? It hits you hard, and it is hard. But, you know, just getting back to work might not help. Before you launch a new LinkedIn campaign, rewrite your resume, polish your interview skills, there's some tough questions you should ask yourself, and they are lying in your own heart. The first one is, did I really want the job that I had? That is, was it dead center in my heart? Was it key to my interest? Was it my gift? Guy Martin, who's a friend of mine, runs a big construction company in Las Vegas. And he says that he doesn't like to hire people who say their job is their passion. He says he wants to hire people whose job is their gift. He says there's one thing at the core of you that you love to do, that you're best at, that you're really, really good at. And that is what you ought to be doing. Parker Palmer, who's a teaching philosopher that I really, really like, has a book called To Know As We Are Known. And he believes that God knows us in a way that we don't know ourselves. And our reason for being is to come to learn to know ourselves that way. And so if you ask to know as we are known question, you ask, what is your gift? What is at the core of what you want to do? If you're unemployed and looking for a job right now, that's a question you should be asking yourself. The second question is much, much more practical. Is your old job shrinking? Is it going away? Is it going to be obsolete before you retire, before you get to a point where you want to change? 
Is your old job shrinking? Does the economy need fewer and fewer of X of what you were doing? Your old job may be good enough for now, but was it the best thing that you could be doing? And what is the tool for the ideal? How can you find the ideal future? Well, that's a tough question, too, and sometimes that's hard to answer. The third question is related to wandering. We all do a certain amount of wandering in our career. But when I was 35 years old, I got a gift that I just cannot imagine having happened. I was in a position in my life where I had been doing some consulting. We were making some good money doing it. That was coming to an end, and I was a little bit upset with that, and I needed something else. And this university came to me where I had done my master's degree. They knew I didn't have a Ph.D., but they said, could you stay on as you finish your master's degree and just teach for us for one year? Well, we had a baby on the way and we needed health insurance, but I was really sure that I did not want to be a university professor. I did not want to stand up in front of students and teach. You see, my mother, my grandmother, my father... They had all been university teachers, and not very many. None of them had really liked it very much. They weren't that passionate about it. In fact, my father had left that profession because he didn't like it. And so I thought, well, I'll do it for a year while I look for something. The first day of uh, my teaching experience, I was assigned to teach a large lecture class. The name on the class schedule to teach this was Stephen R. Covey the renowned leadership guru. They were expecting him, and they got me. Well, of course, expectations were very high, and I provided something quite a bit less than Stephen R. Covey would have provided. In fact, I only had about maybe uh, 13 weeks of material in a 16-week semester to teach. I didn't really know what I was doing, and I didn't know how to do it. But I got into that class lecture on the first day. I stood in front of those 300, 400 students. It was a big group of people, lots of people standing in the aisles and wanting to add the class to so they could be and see this famous Covey. Instead, they got me, and many of them wanted to drop it at the end of the class, and many of them did. But as I lectured, as I looked into the eyes of those students, as I worked through that class, even though I didn't do particularly well, something came to me. In my heart, I learned that that's what I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Now, I mentioned that I'm an author. Yes, I write books. I mentioned that I consult. Yes, I do some consulting. But at the core of me is teaching. And if I am not teaching, I am not happy. I'm a better consultant. I'm a better author because I teach, because I test my ideas out on students. And I love to see students grow. And I've said this before. I'm retirement age now. But I will continue to teach as long as I can because I love it. So I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. And I knew that when I was 34 years old. What a gift. If you can find something like that, that kind of insight, you are awfully lucky. And it might not be something that you had planned. You see, I could see the whole future. I knew I wouldn't be rich. I knew I wouldn't be famous. But I knew I would have sufficient for my needs. And I knew I would be happy if I continued on that route. Well, you're going to need education if you choose a new career. You're going to need capital if you're going to choose to start a new business. And you're going to have some bills to pay. And I often hear people say, I can't do it because guess what? I'm going to have to go back to school. Or guess what? I'm going to have to raise some money. I often hear that you can't get there from here, that you can't get to your dream, to your ideal future from here. And I think you can. I think there is a way. 
I think you have to try that way. And sometimes, almost always, it requires a leap of faith. If it's your gift, then there's a path to it. There's a way to it, and you can do it. Now, it's going to be hard. I promise you it's going to be hard, but you can get there. With us, we had a young family. I was in graduate school. I was working part-time. I was doing a little consulting here and there. My wife was working sometimes full-time, sometimes part-time. We were patching things together. Sometimes we were just fine. But I remember one Christmas where we were as we were short. I totaled up the money to get through the month, and we were short. That didn't include Christmas for the kids, but we were short. We were $200 short. And no matter how I totaled it up, no matter how what kind of cuts I put, we were short. And so I was pretty upset. And I remember one day going out to our mailbox on the street and pulling in the mail, afraid of the bills that I couldn't pay. And somebody, some wise, wonderful neighbor, I don't know who, had put $200 in my mailbox. We got over that bump. We got over other bumps. We had a lot of bumps in six years until I got through my Ph.D. program. My wife paid for it. I paid for it. Our children were rewarded by it because they learned how to live within a budget. They learned how to live with austerity. They learned how to go to a library and check out a book instead of having to buy a book all the time. And so it was a great blessing in our life, and it continues to bless our lives. So ask yourself, what is my gift? What is the thing I must do with my life that if I don't do it, my life will be unfulfilled and I will live with some regret? Figure that out. Remember, this unemployment period is an opportunity to think that through. What is the next step to your ideal future? What is the next step to your ideal future? Thank you for listening to our podcasts. These podcasts are designed to support you with your homework, with your rediscovery of yourself, with growing in this global pandemic time when lots of us are stressed. We'd love to hear from you. We want to know what's working for you and what's not. So please email to me any of your suggestions. I'd love to hear from you directly. I'm at scott.hammond at usu.edu. This podcast is a service of the MBA program in the John M. Huntsman School of Business at Utah State University. In a changing business world, one investment that's sure to pay big returns is education. Keep learning. Keep growing. Consider an online MBA in the Huntsman School. That's where I teach, and I absolutely love teaching there, as I've said in this podcast. You can work at home, and you can grow anywhere. I'm Scott Hammond. Hope to see you in one of our classes.